Hey everyone, welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast. Robin from Norway joins the show today to talk about Japanese cinema. He did a master's in Japanese culture studies and wrote his thesis on the style of Japanese cinema. And we get into all of that and much, much more in this episode. We also talk about his blog, which、uh, reviews Japanese movies and anime. And it's a great place to find new, old, and classic Japanese films to add to your future watch list. All right, enjoy the show. Can you give us a little background about yourself? Just a brief one of like why you came to Japan and what got you interested in,、uh, especially like Japanese cinema? Uh, you know, I was kind of always、uh, like a movie buff. So、uh, from, childhood,、uh, from childhood, even I was just,、uh, what, always watching movies.、Um, but、uh, it was not so much、uh, like Asian or Japanese movies to begin with. It was just like, you know, action movies, Disney movies, everything. And、um, yeah, I, I come from a family of、uh, people who all love to watch movies. So I was introduced to the movies from a very young age. And、uh, yeah, when I get,、uh, got into, I, I guess around in, in my teens, I started getting into Asian cinema. So that's kind of when it started.、Um, And that, that's what also what got me into Japanese culture and all about Japan, all about、uh, East Asia. It kind of started with movies. And、uh, yeah, and when I、uh, got, finished high school, I、uh, had a few years where I was wondering what to do. And then I decided to you know,、uh, take a master in Japanese culture studies. And、uh, during that time, I got heavily into Japanese cinema. Oh, so you have a, a master's in culture studies? Yes. Yeah. Japanese culture studies. Oh, Japanese culture studies was the. Yes, the yes. Wow.、Hmm. So you, you are, you are a, an expert on Japanese cinema, basically. <laughs> I don't know if I would call me an expert, but、uh, I did spend a lot of time、uh, watching and studying it. Yes.、Uh, read a lot of books about it.、Uh, Yeah, and I,、uh, also I wrote my uh, master's, uh, master's thesis on、uh, Japanese cinema.、Mm. So, so, what did that kind of entail, that course? Like, how, how long was it, and what kind of things did you study about?、Uh, it was a、uh, six year s、uh, study. And、um, it was,、uh, yeah, you know, everything about Japanese. There is a Japanese、uh, religion, politics, and society, history. Uh, kind of a well rounded course about everything、uh, regarding Japan. Yeah, also including the language then. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I still have a long way to go there. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, you sent me a message before that you actually studied in Sapporo. Yes, that's true.、Right. I went to、uh, Tokai Daigaku. Uh, I did an exchange、uh, study in、uh, Sapporo. That, that was a lot of fun. And、uh, I, I really love、uh, Sapporo. It's a very nice city. Great. And was that and, for,、uh, for language exchange or was that for, like, just for a year or something? 
I was just uh, one semester, so six months. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because Sapporo is it's kind of reminds me more of Norway, you know, the the weather and the. <laughs> So it's kind of familiar, more familiar than Tokyo is. <laughs> right, yeah, and that's where yeah, you are but... now. You're you're based in Tokyo. Yes, yes, that's true. So, so, when, uh, yeah. so you studied in Sapporo, and then you went back to Norway. Then I went back to Norway, and uh, I finished up my bachelor degree, and then as part of my uh, master's degree, I went on another exchange study. But then I went to San Francisco at the San Francisco State University. And also there I studied Japanese language and uh, yeah, some culture studies. And when uh, did you finally settle into, uh, into Japan where you are now? Oh, I just moved uh, over here about a year ago. Uh, so I haven't been here so long. Uh, the reason for me moving is, uh, yeah, because of my then girlfriend and now wife uh, is, uh, yeah, is here in Tokyo. So. Uh, had to, uh, yeah, move over. Do you think you'll be here for uh, your your hit permanently, or is it just uh, just a short term? I thinking permanently, but uh, we don't really. Yeah, we haven't. We am not thinking so far ahead. I I don't know. Who knows what the future will brings? You know. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. Um, so I just yeah, I wanted to to kind of talk about your your thesis and it was called uh re-articulating japanese cinematic style yeah yeah so what's uh can you give us a brief kind of uh background of that and why you chose that that theme and uh what were your conclusions or findings yeah well uh Let's see. Let's start with the idea for uh, uh, yeah. When when I got the idea for writing the thesis was uh, I think uh, it started already when I was taking my bachelor's degree and I was doing some courses called uh, film history and uh, alternative film. Uh, we had kind of some. There was some free subjects uh, in the bachelor degree, so you could do something that was not directly pertaining to Japanese studies. So I chose, of course, I chose film studies because, you know, being the film buff that I am. And uh, when I was studying film history, they were talking about all these paradigms throughout film history. You have like Hollywood cinema and you have uh, the Russian montage and you have Italian neorealism and the French new wave. Uh, but they, even if they always uh, respected Japanese cinema, they didn't talk about it in the same kind of way. It's, I felt it was always kind of mentioned like an anecdote in film history. When I, I always felt when I was watching Japanese cinema that uh, it's so different. It doesn't kind of fit with these other paradigms. I feel like it, it to me, it felt like a paradigm of its own. So I decided to do a research a project where I kind of explored this idea. Uh, and basically my thesis, it's for, for a master's thesis, it's kind of limited. So it's more like I established kind of a tool for further research. Uh, I was planning on uh, doing a PhD at some point, but uh, I never got around to that. But uh, 
it's kind of for me, I, I view this thesis as just a starting point and uh, there's more, more work to be done. Uh, but my main idea was to look at um, to look at the mechanics of Japanese cinema, uh, look at uh, the cinematography specifically, and to see if I could identify some kind of common denominators for Japanese filmmaking that uh, yeah could support the idea that it is a paradigm of its own. So I just kind of made a selection of movies and I kind of analyzed their, the cinematography, the mise-en-scene, the technological, uh, yeah, you know, how they use the camera, how the lighting is used, how music is used. I tried to find the, what kind of parameters they had in common, what, what, yeah, what made these films uh, seem so different to me. What, what movies did you choose? uh that was kind of, i was helped by my supervisor to kind of narrow down the the research field so i ended up using uh melodramas or family dramas because they have such a strong foothold in japanese cinema all the way back to you know ozu is yasujiro is like the most famous uh so we chose some modern uh melodramas like, uh, I, I guess Kore Dahi is the most famous among these. Uh, and I wrote about the movie called uh, Still Walking. Uh, and just uh, analyzed the shot length, the, uh, yeah, the camera movements, and just compared it to Hollywood cinema or these other paradigms. So, and, how, how, yeah, so what did you find was the main kind of differences between these Japanese movies and and like Hollywood movies, for example. Well, they have they have a slower pace, you know. They have a slower cutting. I don't remember exactly the average shot length, but it was uh, I think more like three four times longer in Japanese films than it is in Hollywood films. Uh, and uh, uh, there is a researcher, a, a film researcher called. David Boardwell, who did a similar kind of project with uh, Hollywood cinema, where he kind of counted the, the the cuts in Hollywood movies to see the average shot length. And I think he even tried to develop some kind of tool for this, because, you know, I, I had to do this uh, by pausing movies. I was sitting there and counting the cuts of mm. these Japanese movies. That's kind of tedious work. <laughs> I think maybe this is why no one did it before me, because... <laughs> So boring. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for me, for me, it was interesting. I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I really enjoyed writing my thesis. But I, yeah, and it was kind of a blessing for me that I already from my bachelor, I knew what I was going to do. I kind of got this idea early on. And when I got to my master's studies, I already I knew what I was going to do. So uh, yeah, that was just uh, that was a fun year for me. Yeah. So, so from uh, from that masters, uh, what what was the the main lessons that you learned from from all that research? You mean about uh, Japanese yeah. cinema? Yeah. Well, I I believe it has it is a paradigm of its own. I believe it should be put next to these other in film history as a, yeah as a separate paradigm, not just an anecdote. And uh, I realized that it's I I think maybe one of the 
problems with establishing this paradigm is that uh, a lot of these films early on uh, they kind of they were connected to this idea of Japaneseness or the unique Japaneseness and uh, it was a very kind of conscious way of making movies uh, yeah when they first started making these dramas, maybe it's hard, uh, it's hard to know, you know, if these filmmakers, they were controlled by the studios or what was the intentions behind uh, making uh, the, the, the choices they did for uh, cutting or pacing or all that. But I, I feel that it doesn't really matter what their intentions was when you just look at the mechanics it's it's still you can just see what it is and it's different from the american films so or it's different from the russian montage it's different from italian neorealism so or yeah so i just think yeah, it deserves more respect you were uh good enough to send me a, a list of your your top 100 movies, which I was very impressed that you'd managed to be able to compile because I don't know many people that could even, you know, state what their favourite film is, but you've actually listed your top 100 in, uh, in, in, in order. And number one was uh, Seven Samurai, was uh, the, your, your favourite movie on top of that list. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, for me, it's uh, it's not only yeah, it's not only the best. Uh, my favorite Japanese movie. It's just I think it's the best movie I've seen in my life. Mm. And it's kind of when I, when I saw this, I was just uh, so blown away the first time. And uh, it was kind of part of what started my you know fascination or uh, yeah maybe obsession with Japanese cinema. It was these uh, early Kurosawa movies. Uh, I. I think I saw uh, Rashomon first. So, you know, they're from like the 50s and uh, they're so entertaining to this day for me. And uh, yeah, when I, when I first saw these, these were the first kind of, um, the first time I saw black and white Japanese films and I was just blown away by how entertaining they were. And uh, later on, I also saw a lot of other uh, directors, of course, and now I've, I realize that uh, it's not only Kurosawa, but uh, all of them are, they, they have this uh, ability to entertain me on a whole other level than, uh, than if I watch a lot of, you know, black and white European movies that doesn't really entertain me <laughs> watching Ingmar Bergman or this uh, Swedish or, yeah, you know, Scandinavian black and white directors for me, it's... Uh, it's not the same. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I haven't seen any black and white Japanese movies, which I'm ashamed to say. But you know, Seven Samurai and uh, so what was the first one you saw uh, Rashomon, 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 Yojimbo. Yeah. They're all on my list of movies to watch. But for some reason, I've been kind of holding back to watching them. I think maybe because they're, they're so long. I think I mean it's oh, yeah, a terrible but... excuse, but they're like normally like three hours long or something. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, starting with Seven Samurai might be a bit heavy if you mm. never if you never saw a black and white movie. But uh, if you start with Rashomon, it's that's under two hours, and uh, I think you will be amazed uh, of how uh, yeah 
how entertaining it can be. It's not heavy at all, and it has this this kind of light flow to it, and uh, also the way the story is told, kind of jumping back and forth in time, and uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, it sounds heavy for people who haven't seen much old black and white movies, but these are, for me, it doesn't feel heavy at all watching this uh, Rashomon. It's, I, I would say that's a good entry into classic Japanese cinema is Rashomon. Rashomon. What, what is and the... Also, it, it's one of the most important films in, in Japanese film history because uh, it won an Academy Award and it kind of opened the eyes in the rest of the world to Japanese cinema. Can you give us a sum summary of what it's basically about? Uh, it's about uh, there has been a, a murder in a, in a forest. And uh, the whole story is about a, a trial, and it's told in a retrospect. And you have these five characters telling the same story, but from their own perspective. And uh, you don't know which one to believe. And it's it's not told which one tells the true story. So you kind of have to piece together yourself what the truth is. It's a pretty simple story. But at the time, that was kind of revolutionary to having these five different angles. And uh, uh, yeah, telling it uh, uh, starting uh, directly in the middle of the story and then going back. And uh, yeah, it's kind of... Uh, uh, it was uh, inventive at the time. Mm. And, uh, you know, movie makers like, uh, like uh, Quentin Tarantino has said that these movies was influential to his work. And, uh, yeah, later on he used some of the same techniques in, you know, Pulp Fiction and the rest of our dogs and these kind of films. So that, that's kind of cool. Right, then going back yeah. and seeing these Kurosawa movies and you, you, you kind of realize where he got some of his inspirations from. Yeah, I'll, def I'll definitely I'll uh, I'll give Rashomon a, a a look. That that might be the first one I'll I'll try out before uh, Seven Samurai. But yeah, yeah. you uh, you also have a, a blog, and you uh, you state that Rashomon is one of the your top five uh, best movies for beginners to to get into, especially classic film for beginners. And Rashomon was on your list as a recommendation. To, to start off at um you also have uh, you know you, you made a top five list for for beginners there um are there any reasons or or could you explain how you decided on uh, on creating that list of uh, the top five for beginners? Uh, well i tried to choose movies that uh were a little bit let's say less obvious than uh, what you would find in such a list I, I had to include the Rashomon because I, I feel it's the best of the classic movies, the best way to get into classic Japanese cinema. But the other ones I chose, I tried to find some lesser known films. Uh, but of course, some of them, also this Koreeda Shoplifters, that's a kind of a new movie, but uh, I, I feel that Koreeda is obligatory if you want to get into modern Japanese cinema you you kind of you kind of have to see Koreeda <laughs> so I, shoplifters right you're talking about yeah shoplifters that was mm. in the cinemas in 2018 and 
Yeah, Koreda is kind of the most famous director uh, at the moment, and uh, his films, all, all of them are good, but I think uh, Shoplifters is a little bit easier to get into than his other dramas. They can be uh, very slow-paced. Shoplifters is kind of light, kind of fun, and uh, it has humor, but also serious. So it's also good, a good starting point, I feel, and uh, yeah. Then I the, the categories I just I tried to find a good representation all over for Japanese cinema and find some good entryways into Japanese cinema. So you basically you can start wherever you want. If you want to start with anime, you can do. You can start with drama. People like different things, so I try to find one from each genre. Yeah, and the genres you chose are uh, Japanese drama, which you chose. Uh, Shoplifters was your yeah. recommendation. Yeah, and that, and that also uh, won uh, best best movie at the the Japanese Oscars, basically in uh, in two thousand eighteen. Um, yeah, so that cool. year, yeah, and and the uh, main actress um, Sakura Ando, she's actually my, one of my favorite actresses. So she's in that movie along with Lily Frankie, who's also yeah. a very famous uh, celebrity in Japan. Yeah, uh, and then for the anime, you uh, you choose you chose the Boy and the Beast, which I actually haven't seen before. Um, yeah, what? Why did you choose that one? Uh, well, I uh, was trying to find something other than Ghibli. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> and uh, the Boy and the Beast. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's kind of. Uh, reminds me of Ghibli a little bit, but at the same time it has elements from sci-fi and it has elements from other areas of Japanese. For me it seems central to Japanese anime, so it's just a well-rounded movie that has a little bit of the best from all these different aspects of Japanese anime. It has kind of the kawaii and it has kind of the Ghibli atmosphere at times and it also has a little bit of sci-fi but also it has uh, this kind of drama with a lot of heart so yeah it's just an all-over good anime film I feel. Mm. And then for, uh, for comedy you went for Symbol which yeah. I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of underground. And uh, I, I guess I'm a little biased there, but it's one of my favorite uh, Japanese comedies. Uh, sometimes I feel Japanese comedy can be a little bit hard to understand, I guess maybe because just of my cultural background. Mm. It's kind of uh, sometimes I feel different things are funny to me. <laughs> but symbol, that just makes me laugh. And it's... Um, it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because it's a film with, it's kind of low on dialogue. It's not so much dialogue in it. It's more like uh, about body language and uh, physical comedy. And uh, yeah, it's and also very inventive movie making. It, it's, it's original even for Japanese filmmaking, but it has, still some elements that are kind of you can see in a lot of Japanese comedies and uh, it's very easy to get into I think everyone will laugh at that movie what what's it about uh, it's about a guy who wakes up in a white room empty white room and he doesn't know how he got there and he doesn't know where he is and 
all over this room there it is covered the walls the floor the roof it's covered with tiny penises <laughs> <laughs> see that's funny already even just, yeah. <laughs> just having that premise <laughs> yeah and then then he realized that uh, if he that all these tiny penises they are in fact buttons and every time he presses one of these tiny penises, uh, a door opens and something is dropped into the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the premise of the movie. And uh, he, of course, he is uh, trying to find the one, the one button that will uh, maybe let him escape the room, but uh, he don't know how or why, so he just keeps pressing buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, very inventive. And I kind of like, uh, I, I think it's exciting when you have this movie where a larger part of it is set in one room with one actor and still you manage to make it entertaining. That's such a challenge for a movie maker, I, I feel. Mm. Some people did it. They, like, uh, they did it with the Cube uh, series. And uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, was in a movie where he was dug down in a box. I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I haven't, haven't seen that one before. Is that any yeah, good? And also uh, this uh, James Franco, he was trapped in some mountain uh, with oh. his hand between a rock. Yeah, that was yeah. the Danny Boyle movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That I see all these movies that have this uh, one actor in one space, and that you still manage to make that entertaining. That's such an uh, impressive feat, I feel, for a movie maker to do that. Right, so that always uh, impressed me. And yeah. then you chose uh, another genre was a uh, best yakuza film, best gangster movie, and you chose yeah. uh, Outrage, which yeah. I also haven't seen. Why did you choose that I, one? Yeah, uh, I, I, I must admit that uh, yakuza movies are—it's not my personal favorite. I've seen, I've seen a lot, and uh, especially I've seen a lot from the 50s but uh when it comes to modern yakuza movies i haven't i haven't seen so many but this one kind of it's interesting to me and uh, i was entertained a lot when i saw it so i'm thinking uh that it's a good choice for people who are interested in gangster movies and kind of want to get into japanese gangster movies that this is a good starting point but and what, and what, what was the what was the basic plot line for uh, for outrage uh, the basic plotline, uh, the thing that made this interesting for me is, is that it's mainly about the power struggle within the Yakuza families in Japan. It's not about the fight between, you know, cops and Yakuza. It's about the internal struggles and you see how they're backstabbing each other and no one can trust each other. And uh, you have these different Yakuza families kind of uh, going against each other and uh, yeah. It's just interesting. It's uh, it's oh, a different right. take on, on on it. It's not the standard, you know, cop chasing yakuza or uh, like a heist or something. It's more uh, t trying to take a look behind the behind the curtains of what what goes on in the yakuza families. Yeah, I don't then... know. I don't know how much it relates to to reality though. But uh, it was interesting. Yeah, and it's by Takeshi Kitano, who's yeah. Uh... A very famous actor slash director in Japan. Yeah, yeah, he he's big. So that's also that's also yeah, one of the yeah one of the reasons that I chose this movie. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big he, fan of. Um, do you know Takashi Miike? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan him. of his films. Very kind of gory, uh, yeah. like black comedy in a way. You know, he did a like audition and yeah. uh, Ichida Killer. So I, I I kind of watch movies like that, the ones that he's made, because uh, he's he's kind of the only director I really know, like Japanese director and um, Takeshi Kitano. So I think finding other Japanese directors, uh, especially like well-known ones, is may may be quite difficult for for some foreigners, especially or people that don't really know much about Japanese cinema. But those two directors are kind of famous internationally. I I, I think. Yeah, I I remember especially when I started to get into Japanese films. These two, they were the first that kind of came to. To the stores in uh, you know in Europe or in, in Scandinavia in Norway, the f the the first one that really uh, this was like the early two thousands, and uh, it was right after uh, Battle Royale. Something yeah. happened when Battle Royale. Before Battle Royale, there was like almost no Japanese movies to be found in Norway, and after Battle Royale, it just exploded. England was and the same. England was the same. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, especially Takashi Miike and uh, yeah, Kitano. All these, uh, all their films, they they were everywhere. Mm, so yeah. yeah, me too. I got into Miike, and I saw yeah, of course, I saw Audition, I saw Ichi the Killer, and uh, what else? There was this uh, Visitor Q that was kind of strange, and uh, <laughs> there was I... one called The Happiness of the Katakuris. That was uh, Katakurike no Kofuku. Who, who's that uh, by? Is that by Takashi Miike? Also Takashi Miike. It's like oh. a, it's a zombie musical <laughs> comedy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got some very unique movies, right? They're all like very different. Uh, sometimes a little bit disturbing. They could be so probably not for young audiences. Definitely uh, um, tended towards adults, I would say. Yeah, they're very yeah very gory and. Uh, mm. Also, it, I, they're kind of, for me, it feels like kind of B-movies, but he, it's not so strange because he was like, at the time, in the early 2000s, he was making like four movies a year. He was just spewing them out like, uh, yeah, conveyor belt movie making. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so many. If you, if you go on uh, like IMDb and look at all the movies he's, uh, he's made, it's crazy. And uh, yeah, also I remember, yeah, like you say, Bizarre, he made one movie called Gozu. And that was almost like a David Lynch on steroids. That was just I've, I've heard of that one. That one's quite a famous one too, but I haven't seen it. What what's that one about? Can you remember? What well, that's also I think it's kind of Yakuza. I don't remember the story so well, but it uh, it's like uh, it reminded me of these he has this dead or alive Yakuza trilogy. Uh, and it was a little bit similar to that. So, but the, then, then it has these uh, kind of bizarre, surreal elements, kind of David Lynch esque mixed with the Yakuza. And uh, it's many years since I saw it, so I don't remember the story. I'm sorry. That's but, all right. Uh, That's all right. I, I just remember it made an, a huge impression. I, yeah, I was like uh, kind of disturbed <laughs> after yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I only recommend it if you like horror or David Lynch or that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think you need a bit of a warning before you do watch one of his movies, so you can expect uh, like gore and and to be shocked as well, because it usually happens quite early on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was a huge fan when I was yeah, like uh, in the early two thousands. But uh, thereafter, I kind of uh, moved a little bit away from those kind of films. 
and uh, yeah, now I uh, yeah mostly watch dramas or a uh, bit more highbrow. Yeah, or <laughs> or I actually I uh, enjoy more going uh, searching for the classics I haven't seen. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's why I really feel like I need to start doing watching the the classic samurai movies the the black and white ones you have your your blog the jcablog.com which yeah. you uh which you listed these top five uh recommendations for people to get started but uh, mm -hmm. yeah also what um what why did you start your blog and um can you give the the listeners a rundown of of what you do on it and what it's for, what the purpose yeah, basically, is. Basically, it's just uh, my favorite thing to read myself is reviews. So it's I, I decided I would uh, kind of narrow down this blog as well to be just reviews and nothing else. So it's basically, I, I called it the Japanese cinema archives, but it should be maybe called the Japanese cinema review archives because it's only reviews. And... Uh, yeah, the reason for starting it, uh, it stems from when I was writing my thesis at the university, because at the same time as uh, I wrote the thesis, I was watching crazy amounts of Japanese cinema. I was watching, every day I was watching uh, Japanese films, and uh, I took notes on all of these, and uh, I, I wrote down hundreds of pages of reviews on all the films I was watching during this period. And uh, this was uh, around 2010-2011. And at the time, I, I took all these notes because I was thinking that maybe I should write a book about Japanese cinema. And uh, then I just had these notes uh, lying around for like almost 10 years. And it kind of, uh, I it was kind of, uh, I don't know, I was just thinking that... Uh, I, I needed to do something with it. I had I spent so much time uh, writing about Japanese films, and uh, I realized that uh, I would probably never turn it into a book. So I just decided to start a blog instead, and just slowly putting it out. I could have put out everything, but uh, the English is terrible, so I have to proofread it again. And uh, <laughs> also, I, a lot of my ideas have changed over the years. So sometimes I I look back at these reviews and I'm I'm like, what well, what well, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> how many uh, how many movies did you review on your blog? Oh, you I've mean read, I've read I've read a few of them from I your, think from now your blog, so yeah. far it's so I only put out uh, like forty reviews or something. But uh, yeah, somewhere uh, yeah on uh, on my computer I have like uh, reviews for like two three hundred movies. Wow! So so you're slowly going to put those onto your onto your blog? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, lately I've been uh, yeah. When I first started that uh, blog, I I went kind of crazy and I published like uh, like twenty five thirty reviews in one year, and uh, that's kind of hefty. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> So uh, I slowed down the tempo considerably after, and I kind of I want to focus on quality over quantity also, and kind of focusing uh, on another blog uh, just about my everyday life in Japan, which I'm doing together with my wife. So, uh, so, so that's kind of uh, been more entertaining at the moment, but uh, I, I haven't forget the, forgotten the movie blog. So you, uh, from, that, from all those movies you've seen, 
Obviously, mm. you have your your favorite Japanese movies, so we'll get into a, into that in a second.、Mm. I just want to give the the listeners kind of a, a rundown, just like a, a, a top ten of like your favorite movies of all time, just so listeners can get an idea of what kind of movies you like. So you、mm. had number one was Seven Samurai, two Fight Club, three The Fisher King, four Alien, five The Big Lebowski, six Akira. Seven Lost in Translation, eight Her, nine Interview the Vampire, and ten Samurai Fiction. So now the listeners can kind of you know understand what what movies you like. I was a little bit surprised that you didn't have one of the Godfather movies in there though, either one or two. So I wonder if you could explain your reasoning yeah, for leaving one of these two. I'm not the biggest fan of gangster movies or yakuza. That kind of I, they're good, of course, but it's just. A, but this is a very subjective list. It's a very personal list, I of guess. Course. So, of course, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I like a lot of those films you have on this list. So I think we have quite similar tastes in movies. Yeah. So apart from、oh, even.、Yeah. Godfather one and two out, and yeah, I think we have about the same taste.、Yeah. So. Also, also, yeah, when you read the, these top ten, I realize it's a very, very eclectic、uh, mix. I guess yeah, jumping yeah. from Seven、uh, Samurai to Fight Club—that's a pretty big leap. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, it's a good, it's a good variety of movies too, which is,、uh, which is good to. Good But to some、hear. of these are very kind of nostalgic for me,、uh, chosen for. Other reasons than maybe being、uh, the, the best in this、uh, mm. industry, you know. So right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, so what are your what are your favorite Japanese movies? So I guess obviously your favorite Japanese movie is Seven Samurai.、Um, but are there any other kind of movies that you really enjoy, and maybe you can recommend well, for the listeners? Yeah, I guess、uh, if, if we're talking samurai movies, it's、uh, like you say, Seven Samurai, and there is、uh, one called Harakiri. Uh, also from the fifties、uh, by Masaki Kobayashi,、uh, the di-、uh, director. That's a really good one. Also, but、uh, if you're if you're into like sword slinging and that stuff, then、uh, I, I should just say that Harakiri is very heavy, heavily dialogue based, but it has a very good dialogue from start to end. So that's a really good one. And also, this is samurai fiction、uh, number ten on my、uh, list. Is also a really good、uh, samurai comedy, and that's a, that's a modern. That's from 1999.、Mm, right, and, and,、yeah. and what's that about the samurai fiction、uh, one? The samurai, it's just as like a standard samurai、uh, story about.、Uh, there's this samurai clan. They have this heirloom, this、uh, historical sword, and then there is a, a thief who comes in and steal this sword. And then、uh, the story is just about them trying to get it back from this thief. But he is such an uh, uh, excellent uh, swordslinger, so they have trouble getting it back from him because he just、uh, he just kills everyone they send at him. <laughs> but, but but the fun thing about samurai fiction is that it's kind of a parody on these classic Kurosawa movies. It's kind of a parody of Seven Samurai and Rashomon and this Harakiri. But it's so well made that it becomes a good samurai movie of its own, even though it's kind of making fun of, or kind of、uh, yeah, referencing all these classic movies. It's just、uh, it's yeah for、uh, like a researcher like myself, it's a lot of fun. Of course, it's kind of insider humor all the way in this movie. 
and it's also in black and white, even if it's from 99. And uh, yeah, samurai fiction refers to it's kind of these samurai movies, classic samurai movies mixed with pulp fiction. So where, where, do you, where do you mainly find your movies? Because that's one challenge that I have is actually finding good Japanese movies. I mean, because... Well, I, I read blogs. <laughs> like yeah, my... yeah. Okay, so may, maybe reading your blog, reading your blog would have would have helped me find some good movies. I, yeah, I just you have to uh, use uh, use internet. Yes. Oh, and uh, there is uh, there is a famous Japanese uh, film magazine called the Kinema Junpo, and uh, I don't remember their webpage in my head, but they every year they have this they rank the top ten their top ten Japanese movies of the year. And this, uh, if you just search Kinema Junpo top 10, you will find their ranking from each year all the way back to the, I don't remember, to the 30s or something. And that's an excellent place to find the good Japanese movies on these top 10 lists. And they release that every every year. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kinajun.com. Kinajun.com. I will uh, add that to the show notes for uh, for listeners. Yeah. That's a great place to uh, look for uh, finding Japanese movies. Also, yeah, I was just wondering if anyone else is interested in uh, kind of learning more about, you know, Japanese cinema. Um, are there any books you can kind of recommend them to, to find or read? Well, there is one uh, for uh, foreign readers, for English speakers. There is one researcher called Donald Ritchie. And he is like the uh, authority on uh, Japanese film research in the world, I would say. He published a handful of books, and uh, all of them are pretty good. Uh, but the, uh, one of the last he uh, published is called The Hundred Years of Japanese Cinema. And that's just a great overview of Japanese film. It's a good, good uh, book for beginners. And uh, also, for me, it was fun to read. And... Uh, if you want to get more into the academic side, you can try some of his earlier books. But uh, this Hundred Years of Japanese Cinema, that's a, that's a great book. And Donald, Donald Ritchie, he, he just did an amazing uh, job with spreading the word of Japanese cinema to the world. He passed away a few years back, though, so that was kind of sad. But uh, he left some, so much good work behind, so yeah. Mm. If you want to read books about uh, Japanese cinema, uh, just uh, find the stuff from Donald Ritchie. And you said uh, you said that you were thinking of writing a book a while back, but you ended up doing a blog. Do you think you'll end up writing a book in the future or something? I I doubt it. I think I'll just focusing on the blogging reviews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe I would like to write a book sometime but i don't know if it would be about japanese cinema <laughs> <laughs> you've studied enough of it <laughs> yeah or not now that i'm living in japan there's so much uh yeah the the, the there's so much to grab a hold of here so many ideas that, that yeah I'm, I'm currently i'm in my day job i'm uh, working as a online marketer and uh, i do a lot of copywriting and creative writing and uh yeah, I think it would be more fun for me now to just do maybe some fiction or some creative writing or something like that. But that's, uh, yeah, nothing uh, nothing I've started so far. But uh, who knows in the future, maybe. 
All right, Robin. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, is there anything you'd like to add and maybe where the listeners can find you? Uh, you, you have like your own blogs and websites. Could you uh, tell the listeners about that? Maybe some social yeah, media? Yeah, yeah. Of course, you already mentioned uh, JCA blog, uh, Japanese Cinema Archives. Uh, or if you want to... Yeah, if you're interested in more about me or just my everyday life in Japan, I also have a blog called Husky Loves Japan. That's uh, huskylovesjapan.com. And that's more like an all over blog just about uh, everyday life in Japan. I just write about everything from Japanese beer to uh, yeah, recipes or uh, yeah, just whatever uh, strikes my fancy about Japan then and there. So I have a lot of fun with that as well. And uh, yeah, both those blogs uh, have my uh, contact information. So if people have questions about Japanese cinema, about my life in Japan, then feel free to contact. Or uh, also, if they have some uh, suggestions or you know, movies they want me to write about or other topics, I would be happy to take requests as well. Thanks a lot, Robin, for joining us. Um, I really enjoyed having you on. and. You've inspired me to watch some more classic old Japanese movies, so I'm going to start getting on that right away. Well, happy to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, thanks for joining us, Robin. Uh, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by Barefoot Bar. It's a bar that's downtown in Sapporo, walking distance from the subway station. They have a variety of Japanese-made craft bottled beers. A range of whiskies and basic cocktails are also available. There are burgers and pub-style snacks, friendly English and Japanese-speaking stuff. Uh, because of the corona pandemic, the open hours have changed from Thursday to Sunday opening at six o'clock. So yeah, Thursday to Sunday opening from 6 p.m. until close. For more information, check out their Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash barefootbar. That's B-E-A-R-F-O-O-T bar.